Hi, this is Dagon123, and welcome to TenchiCast. And welcome to the next exciting episode of the one and only TenchiCast, hosted by TenchiForum.com. In 1992, Tenchi made a name for itself instantly in the anime world with its first OVA. However, a large majority of our forum members, and hundreds, possibly even thousands of fans across the globe, consider the best of all the Tenchi series to be its first spin-off, and that is Tenchi Universe, otherwise known as Tenchi TV. With me today, I have quite an exciting cast of people. I have who? Hello. I have Silver Whisper. Hey. Ryoko Fan. Hey, everybody. And JG. I'll just call you JG. What's up? Alrighty. When was the first time that you saw Tension Universe? You know, I would say the uh, first time I saw it was definitely uh, way back in... Whatever year it was on Tommy, that would have been uh, probably probably 2000, I want to guess, top of my head. And uh, it's a little tough for me to remember uh, exactly, but I feel pretty confident in saying that I think might have actually been the first Tenchi series that I actually saw. It certainly was a little more memorable for me. I was, I was younger at the time, and so I don't know, I guess the story was a little easier to follow, but... Uh, yeah, Toonami, that was my first, uh, was first introduced. Well, when I first, uh, watched it, I previously watched, uh, Muyo. It was on right before Toonami was playing it in circulation. I was about 11 at the time, and I understand that there were separate continuities. It wasn't until now that I, uh, understand this. I found Universe to be a, lo- a lot better, in my opinion, and it, it stuck with me. Since the most memorable series. Yeah, I'm like Silver Whisper. I I saw it after Toonami ran uh, OVA one, and then I can't remember. I don't really remember if I saw it from the beginning. All I remember is that the first episode I can truly remember seeing is episode three. I'm almost pretty sure I saw it from the beginning, but I I always remember coming in at episode three. Yeah, that that was about 2000, 2001, whenever it first came on the air on Toonami, so. Yeah, my experience was it with uh, Cartoon Network's Toonami as well. I've been actually researching that in the background while you guys have been talking. And I'm looking at somewhere between 2000 and 2004 is about as close as I can narrow it down right now. I know it was in the summer. Yeah, I was a big Toonami fan. I kind of started back when Gundam Wing started showing up on Toonami, even though I'd seen it stuff on there beforehand. But yeah, I watched the first OVA series, and then Universe, and then onward through Tenchi Tokyo and everything they pretty much showed on there. I think after that I went into Anime Unleashed and got into Duel. Uh, my first inkling into Tenchi Universe was on Toonami, just like everybody else's, you know, you'll hear that story a lot. I was totally into Tenchi as soon as I saw the first previews of it in, uh, late June of 2000. I'll never forget it, you know, because I was hardcore into taping DBZ and, you know, Sailor Moon and all the anime that they had on there. And, of course, I watched the first OVA, loved it, legendary, 
And then Tenchi Universe was definitely the culmination. You know, like the the very if anything was going to be a sequel to the first two OVA, it would have been you know that one. It, even though it was a retelling of the first OVA itself, I really thought that the way that it was set up chronologically could fit it totally. I mean, there are tons of times where people have recycled recycled ways that have done things in future projects, but we'll get in that into that a little bit later. We're going to get this out of the way right away. Kione or Kione Makibi, Mihoshi's one and only Galaxy Police partner. What do you love or hate about her? Go. Uh, I love this uh, dynamic that she adds um, to Mahoshi um, and to the Hulk as well. But she really, she really is this great counterbalance to uh, to Mahoshi's you no know, uh, ditziness and uh, and whatever, what other whatever other crazy things she ends up she ends up running. Sorry, I got a message that was uh, in my headset. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just like how how level headed she is and how she's. Uh, yeah, she's always very, very uh, she's very capable, you know, <laughs> like a, like I said, um, the opposite of Mahoshi in so many ways. They're like a yin and yang almost there, and, and they're just a great comedic duo. Uh, Mahoshi's fun, uh, Mahoshi's great in uh, OIV, of course, um, but her with Kione is just a bowl of fun, and, and seeing Kione's frustration uh, with Mahoshi is, is always, always entertaining. Well, I wouldn't say that Keone is really a normal character, like some people say. I mean, especially in other continuities like you know Tokyo, where she's literally nuts. But as who said, you know, she she kind of uh, is that balance and that and with that necessary puzzle piece in the Tenshi series, especially with Mahoshi. She was kind of like Mahoshi's uh, mother per se, I guess. And plus, Mahoshi's a police officer usually. You have partners made more sense, and other than that, you know, I could say that it's probably a greatest kind of characters that uh, comes out later on. Usually, characters that are introduced into from different series are usually looked down upon, but were like a, said to be, you know, a downfall of a series related anime cartoons. What happened? Not, but I thought that uh, the addition of Kione and Tenchi Universe. Probably one of the most genius things that AIC Pioneer ever did. First off, it's Keone McKeeby. What's not to love? <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like Silver and Who said, you know, Keone is a, is a great compliment to Mahoshi's ditziness and how she's always she's always getting in, into trouble and uh, Keone's always having to bail her out. <laughs> uh, I'll never forget that episode where, where they go get an apartment and they have to get multiple jobs. <laughs> that, that that episode always cracks me up. And I love the fact that Keone is always so easily angered at Mahoshi. <laughs> I just thought that I just thought that's one of the funniest things. Uh well just to inter- insert something in here for any of those people listening is according to Wikipedia Tenchi Universe, I know OVA was played first on Toonami, but the universe was played first July twentieth of two thousand on Toonami. And if anybody you know, wants to come up later and reminisce about the good old days, look up the Toonami Digital Arsenal for all the old promos and stuff that was run on Toonami. But as to Kione, I always just liked her character because out of everybody on the Tenchi cast, and it didn't really matter which uh, series you were looking at, she was really the only one that had no special abilities, no extra powers. She didn't, you know, phase through walls or have a gigantic intellect or whatever. She was just a down-to-earth gal stuck in a weird 
situation and having to deal with you know all the trouble of Mihoshi and all the other weird people around her but she still managed to have a kind of caring kind mentality to her and you know just despite her not having powers she still had a lot of character and was written extremely well I think and you know she always had that lovely green hair too that is true and I I agree with a lot of that uh Kione really for me fit the dynamic of of the rest of the cast in the show perfectly uh she wasn't her character wasn't intrusive to anybody else like uh who Ryoko fan and Silver have all said totally counterbalanced Mihoshi's ditziness and her craziness and her uh, you know ability to get in trouble all the time whilst Kione was the you know the stern more serious type I mean obviously they they fit each other like Abbott and Costello I mean they were perfect for each other and their comedy is is golden uh but I think that Kione more than anything really helped she just really helped the show she really helped carry the feel that Tenchi and the Tenchi cast had and that's what's most important that you have characters that you can relate to and are totally lovable and Kione is obviously one of the favorites of the show now looking at all of the new characters introduced who were your favorites and who were your least favorites Ooh think here it's tough to not want to say uh kione right off the bat when people think of what uh in terms of characters that uh the universe had and, and oav i think kione is definitely uh one that popped up right right off the bat i i also like nagi though being thrown in there um i know that uh you know i i wouldn't want to say she she takes the place entirely of aika as as ryoko's uh you know mortal rival you know uh, you know that that's Ayaka, of course but I, I don't know it's just she was a really she was a, she was a neat um protagonist uh you know she's character to throw in the mix you know it's in space uh spaceships so yeah throwing a throwing a hot bounty hunter why not you know anti-hero that's the word i was looking for i apologize from before but yeah yeah uh, i liked she she threw in uh she wasn't uh she wasn't good guy per se um but she wasn't a total to the other end of the spectrum uh, you know just a, a totally evil villain like Kane or uh Kagato you know uh she had a little bit more dynamics to her so that's what i would say well it's like i said before uh, usually character introduction new characters uh tend to be a flat as for uh, universe new characters, I have nothing to com- complain about. I-, I like them all. Uh, as I said, Kione, uh, Nagi, Kanoki. So I will say I did like the OAV Kagato better than the universe one. I didn't really, really like the fact he was like related to Yosho. It didn't really click in in my mind too well. Other than that, you know, it was great. Yeah, I, I kind of agree uh, with with who. I, I think out of all the new characters, I think Nagi is probably my favorite. And, and like Silver Whisper said, I like the the OVA Kagato better because the universe one, he just seems kind of a, like you know a little bit of a pansy almost. I mean, he's he's obviously evil, but he's not. He he just didn't really impress me a whole lot as a villain in the universe line. So, but yeah, Nagi definitely. I'm going to echo most of what everybody else said, is I liked Nagi quite a bit. I liked, and of course, Kenoki and Kione as well. I also liked the Guardians of Zaka and Kamadaki uh, being turned into humanoid characters and giving them a little extra 
time on screen to be able to do something. Of course, they played video games with Sasami and, you know, some other stuff. I thought that was real cute. You know, and it was a needed change to go from log to character. That and Ryoko as well, I think, was the, my favorite incarnation uh, of her when she sacrificed herself and everybody thought she died at the end of uh, Universe which, oops, sorry, spoilers there, but, uh, and, and then later came back with the Dimension of Love song playing at the end. I was just like, yep, that's the perfect ending right there. Cut it off. It doesn't need to go any farther. It's cool. You know, send it to press. I agree. Or I also echo the sentiment of the night versions of Azaka and Kamadake. I thought that was a really cool twist, you know, a really cool part of the plot that they added in when they were all going back to Jirai. And I like the characters. I think they really did a good job of designing them in human form as opposed to how they acted as logs, as royal guardians, and even their counterparts. I like those guys too, although I don't remember them by name. Obviously, Nagi and Kenoki. I love those two to death. I think Nagi was... Nagi helped legitimize Ryoko's life as a pirate because even though... Or a lot of time in anime, we'll see characters are like, well, I'm a space pirate or I'm an alien, but we don't ever see that. You know, they're stuck in a school or they're whatever. Uh, I think adding Nagi in there and adding some of the little backstory to her and, and Kenoki, I think that really helped make her more of a pirate, make, give her that extra independent edge that she's always given off and legitimize her independence a little bit. Now, since Universe is an expanded retelling of OVA 1, do you think it lived up to the original material well? Do you think it did better? Or do you think it fell below par? That's a really, really tough one, uh, because I, I do love both series, um, so it, it is, I, I'm sorry to be wish-wash, but it is difficult for me to definitively say which one I like better. Maybe I answered my own doubts, though, when, you know, I uh, instinctively remembered Universe a little bit more uh, when I got back into Tenji after, uh, after it had been on Toonami all those years. But I will say, I think, I, I definitely think it, you know, when you ask, did it live up to it? Uh, did it, you know, up to par? Uh, I think it did. I really liked, I, I liked the way it started out, again, with, uh, you know, Ryoko was the first girl that uh, that Tenchi encountered in OAE, and it was, it was, that much was similar in Universe, but it was, it was a totally different take on it, but it was, it was brilliant. I, I loved it. I loved the way Ryoko shows up, crashes, literally crashes to Tenchi's life, and and it's just it's just chaos right after that. I I, I think that's so fitting. So uh, I I think it it did definitely live up. And um and if people want to, they like uh, Universe more than I think that's a totally a legitimate assertion to make on any grounds. You know, character plot. Um, it it's a very well done final product, uh, no matter way how you look at it, in my opinion. Well, granted, I didn't really like Universe uh, 11 years ago because I didn't understand why Tenchi was meeting all the girls again. Nowadays, I have to say, it's probably one of the best Tenchi series out there. Maybe equal to the OAV. I mean, the OAV had that certain uh, charm to it. But I mean, if you put OAV 3 into it, then... Yeah, it's much better. Uh, I have to say, um, it, I mean, c considering that it was uh, made to be a TV show, it fits so well on TV, and uh, it fits so well into uh, mind. You know, I could understand it when I was, I don't know, 11 years old back then. 
and comparing it to a you know the OAV where you have all these curveballs being thrown at you. I mean, it's just more direct. The plots make more sense, and again, everything they added, they did a good job with it. They didn't put anything unnecessary. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with what Silver said. The storyline for Universe does make a whole lot more sense if you factor in OVAs one, two, and three together. But even even just OVA one versus Universe, uh, I'm still probably going to go with the Universe. But because, like I said, the the storyline just makes more sense. You know, it doesn't just go along at a certain point and then in one episode it just throws all this stuff at you. And plus, there's also the uh, the uh, pro Ryoko ending. Uh, you know, that's 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 always good. Yeah, I would have to say I I I prefer Universe a little bit more than OVA one. Well, I'm gonna try and hash out a couple things here is that we're we're kind of comparing it's been somewhat touched on already but we're kind of comparing apples to oranges is yeah if we look back on history and said if we were brand new anime fans and we were coming into the fandom and you know we had OVAs 1 2 and 3 and GXP and Duel and you know Photon and Spaceship Agarooter and half a dozen other series made by Kamajima in there uh you've got a lot different stuff to have to deal with and you have more history and weird things and of course it being an ova you know the episodes were released in different order and uh or a different amount of time whereas tenchi tv or universe you know was released to be a tv series one after the other on a regular showing schedule we're also having to realize that on the ova timeline You've got the novels, you've got the uh, doujins, you've got the uh, all this extra filler material that came out over a very long period of time and still to this day is largely untranslated uh, for the English viewers. That you know the Japanese have a whole different viewpoint on things than we do. Plus, Cartoon Network did censor a lot of things in the original showings. I'm noticing that going through the uh, YouTube channel videos here recently. But uh, you know. To say fairly that you've got a uh, comparison between just OVA1 and Tenchi TV, yeah, it's easy to say Tenchi Universe because you had a lot more content there. You had, what was it, 20-something episodes of Tenchi TV, and we had like six or eight, I guess, seven maybe, on OVA1. And yeah, it is more broken up and more scattered in the OVA because you've got so much different amounts of mess there over such a long period of time but both series were continued with novels I think you've got the true Tenchi novels over there that continue on the series and you've got that uh, the movies that continue on the Tenchi universe timeline as well as that eternal memory uh, manga so yeah if we're just gonna compare you know just the series animation part of it and say which one was better you know, OVA one versus TU, I'd go with Universe as well because there's just plain more there. As the to, to a complex plot, uh, if you were going to ask, I'd probably say OVA one because it had more weird sci-fi stuff to it. But for just pure enjoyable fluff, I'd go with Universe. I'm going to 
agree with the everybody's assessment. I totally like Universe more. That's not to say that I don't think that OVA1 is fantastic in every way. Obviously, when AIC decided to do a TV version of OVA1, they had to extend it because they were given 26 episodes. Universe did a great job at expanding on the main cast and fleshing out smaller parts of the characters' personas uh, in non-intrusive ways, you know, such as adding Nagi's Ryo's rival, the Royal Guardians, and of course Kiyone to Mihoshi. But I think they also carried the fact that some of the things couldn't transfer over from the OVA, one being the budget, because despite the fact that it is a 26-episode series, generally OVA have more budget TV series do, because they have to be released on a regular schedule. They don't have the same, they don't have the same number of just everything, despite the fact that they're longer. And content rating wise, obviously Tenchi Universe was made for TV, so a lot of it, so even some of the jokes that we found funny don't always come over well, like with Ryoko being uh, naked in the onsen and her, you know, playing with Tenchi and Aika. Uh, so comedy like that has to be traded for a little bit more slapstick comedy or other comedy that is not as mature, I guess. And even even with stuff like that, even with small barriers like that, Tenchi Universe was able to overcome that pretty well and I think really make a name for itself among the fans. If you had to pick one thing in-universe that it really shined at doing or failed at doing, what would that be? Oh, hmm, let me see here. Well, not to be negative, but uh, I want to think harder about what it shined at. But, um, you know, I mean, there there is a couple stuff I think was that were... Uh, that was mentioned, you know, small aspects that, that uh, didn't quite live up to if you compared it to the OAV, such as uh, Kagato was brought up. Uh, I think you would be hard-pressed to find a Tenchi fan that would, that would disagree with that. that um, but, hey, if, if that's your opinion, that, that's great. But, uh, you know, how do you compete with uh, the Kagato of, of OAV? He was just this ultimate villain. And then I don't, another another thing was... Uh, you know, we don't don't have Washu and Ryoko, you know, have a, a relation like they do uh, the mother-daughter relationship that we see in OAV. And uh, I think that uh, that led for some hilarious moments in the OAV, you know, a whole nother, it's a whole nother ball game when not only does Ryoko have these other girls for competition, then or mom into the mix, you're just, oh my gosh, you know, but that could be one of the things like... Uh, Dagon touched on was, uh, you know, maybe to tone it down, tone down certain things for uh, TV, for, you know, American kids or, or what have you. But I guess what it really shined at, I think, was his identity being revealed to him, you know, as being descended of this this uh, noble house of, of this alien Society we we learn is you know called Jirai. It does so I think really well in a corny way, but you know Tenchi has this destiny about him. You know he's healed uh, the sword Tenchi, and he's meant to uh, to right the wrong and and uh, you know take the usurper Gato off the throne, and because he's the the rightful heir to the Jirai throne, I, I think his identity of being Jirai nobility was more relevant to the plot than it was in OAV. OAV, it was, it was, it did at that at first, but then we kind of find out, uh, you know, well, that's not really the most important thing. There's, there's also, he can use, you know, light wings and he turns out to kind of 
an anomaly that the gods are interested in and and you know it goes on to all that but um but yeah i i think uh ties in with the plot being a little more accessible and a little simpler uh for a, a tv series but i i really like that the way you know tabby really had this role uh to fill and it was it was extremely pivotal pivotal to the plot oh well everything that uh questionable at the end of Tenchi Universe, all, all the plot holes, uh, per- personally, I thought they were all closed uh, with the two movie sequels. And as for what uh, who said, I, I agree. You know, it's more, it was uh, made for television, so obviously it's more centered on Tenchi. And so they had to uh, change the plot. You know, uh, Aika wasn't directly related to the royal family and whatnot. So I'd say those were acceptable sacrifices that really didn't hurt the series whatsoever. In fact, made it better. Well, what I what I really liked about it, I guess you could call it where it shined at, was uh, was the character development. Uh, it, you know, and that uh, with all the characters, you know, Ryoko and his this space, this this notorious space pride, and it goes back to what you were saying earlier, Dagon. You know, they added in Nagi, who is, who is, who has been called the best bounty hunter in the galaxy, and she's after Ryoko. So that, for me, that really solidified her reputation as a notorious space pirate. And, you know, I just, I just thought the character development throughout the whole series was really well done, especially you know with Azaka and Kamadake, the knights and the guardians both as well. I just thought that was really well done. I, I think pretty much between Ryoko Fan and Who, he, he summed it up quite a bit. You know, I as the things I liked, I would have said, you know, character development, um, some of the music, you know, well, the music overall between both OVA and TU is pretty good. But, uh, you know, things I didn't like, like everybody else said, Kagato was, he was pathetic. I mean, I think, pre- I'm pretty sure if memory serves, I haven't watched TU again yet. He only had, like, half of an episode or maybe even a quarter of an episode at the very end that Tenchi actually fought him and it was over in like five minutes so it was completely anticlimactic you know Kagato of the OVA had his big old pipe organ on his you know spaceship of doom and all the rest of it you know classic either vampire or villain type look to him but the only other thing you know I actually preferred the uh Ryoko Washu mother relationship of the OVA just because I mean they had an interesting dynamic and one could always bug the other and it was kind of like Ryoko's weak spot to see her mother come up and say you know can you call me mom you know and so forth you know that was that was always fun more so than the mad scientist kind of angle they took on uh, Washu in TU. You know, the, the character development was good all the way around though I think you know pretty much everything's already been said. <laughs> If I had to say what I thought Tenchi Universe really shined at doing, I would have to say pacing and the writing for the characters, their character development all. I think the one thing that Hiroshi Nagishi looked at when he saw the characters and AIC told him to do that was he really nailed what made the characters the character. There are obviously small dynamics like Washu and Ryoko being 
mother and daughter and you know the dry politics but a lot of that was just completely was put off to the side and the entire show itself is centered around the characters i mean what the characters do where the characters go and to me that is a home run because the characters are the people telling the story it's not the story and the characters being secondary like it's been said multiple times throughout the podcast you know ryoko being a pirate they really focused on ryoko being having an attitude and being you know her going after tenchi they really they really made each of the characters more concentrated in in their attitudes and how they acted like for instance washu was a god and she was you know a whole plethora of things in the ova but the most important thing that they showed in universe was her being the super mad scientist which made for you know a ton of laughs and a ton of other things but more than anything I think it's really what made their character unique. They had a super uniqueness to them, as opposed to being a whole number of characters. Now, obviously, that has its ups and downs uh, when you're looking at character depth. But I think overall, as a TV series, it was totally a home run. Um, and as far as pacing goes, I think they did a fantastic job of really building stuff up better. Even in OVA 1, where we had the fight between Kagato and Tenchi, I think they did as good or better in-universe with not necessarily the fight itself, but the way that they set it up. I mean, obviously there was, you know, Tenchi finally grafting the Lighthawk wings and, uh, you know, Ryoko going after him, but there was just almost like a Mexican standoff epicness of when everybody's running towards Kagato's lair, Aika's trapped up there, and they're like facing off against each other. They re that really didn't happen in the OVA. In the OVA, it was just kind of like lots of surges of energy, and then Kagato disappears in one slash, as opposed to, like, like I just said, the, the standoff feel. And that's one thing that I totally loved about Universe. They really knew how to build you up, bring you down, obviously bring you down, I mean, look at the end of the series, and then bring you back up again, and it really does a good job of hiding all of the faults that the series has, because you're so busy being enthralled with the characters, uh, being and figuring out what's going to happen, loving, hating, the whole nine yards, and that's why Universe is my favorite, because it was the best roller coaster ride of all of the series. Finally, last but certainly not least, would you like to see a continuation of Universe, whether that's a continuation of the last movie, Tension Movie in Love 2, or a continuation the series itself? I will say, I think um, she canon with, you know, Universe and the, the, the films, um, I really think it was it tied up uh, nice and neatly. You know, it was, it was, um, it was did well, and everything was wrapped up well, and it wasn't, it was hinted at, you know, that, uh, you know, Tenchi and Ryoko, there's something there, you know, and, and, uh, and I, I like it ended. I think they, they did a great job with that. But, however, of course, as a Tenchi fan, I, I would love to see more with, with Universe line, which, in my opinion, from where, where OAV ended up going, um, I think that would be a lot easier to do with universe you know i'm saying that will happen but I, i'm saying uh you know narrative wise you know it definitely be done um could always see more hoshi kione moments we could see more washu's experiments going crazy and, and causing mayhem and uh, of course more uh tenchi ryogo moments there's a lot of uh people here and not our probably agree that's a good thing and uh more aika ryoko squabbling i i would uh i would definitely love to see that that would be great uh well i think uh universe 
was pretty much perfected. I don't, I don't think you can really add anything on. You could, and I wouldn't complain if they do add. But I think more attention needs to be put on the old AV, especially considering the third one, which, if anything, made people more confused. And, I mean, the thing is, um, hang on, with 20th anniversary of Tenchi coming up, I mean, I mean, it might just be wishful thinking, but, I mean, anything's bound to happen. You might even see a separate new continuity. What I'd like to see, personally, is uh, the OAV rebooted and, you know, some elements in the universe put into uh, the OAV and some other new elements. Don't know what, but it'd be exciting. Uh, other than that, um, would I like to see another uh, continuation of the universe? Sure, why not? But would I like to see a continuation of the OAV? Definitely. Oh, man, this... This, this is going to be a hard one for me. I kind of agree with, with Silver. I mean, I thought overall the story, when it ended, wrapped up really well. And the two movies, you know, that just, that, you know, that, that was just icing on the cake, in my opinion. But uh, if, see, that's kind of a hard question because you, you asked if, would you rather see a movie or, or a series? I'm not, I'm not really sure because a movie, you know, it runs an average from an hour and a half to, two hours and then you know when it's over you know that's all you're you're done with but with the series like universe when that first came on when it ended you know you you got to know these characters you got to see how they acted see you know see their lives what they did and all that but oh man that's that's hard uh if i had to pick one i would have to say probably another movie well i'm gonna start out saying that i didn't like i said i haven't seen the uh Tenchi Muyo and Love movies. I'm I'm almost afraid to watch them because I've kind of heard third hand over the course of the last ten years or so what might be in them, and I've I've seen the Eternal Love manga, and I wasn't impressed as to how it really handled things. But the the problem I see is that as long as Kajishima Masaki is essentially the head or the representative for all things Tenchi in relation to AIC, we're not going to see anything else besides the OVA and whatever he wants to do as spin-offs. Um, you know, the guys that were behind Tenchi Universe, you know, essentially wrote what they did. You know, they made the movies, they did the uh, novels, which it sounds like, you know, there's enough people here that definitely like Universe enough that, you know, picking up on the novels would be a... Uh, another way to expand rather than getting a movie or another TV series. But I don't, I don't think we're going to get that option anytime soon with the way things are going over there in Japan and the rest of it. I mean, I could see them doing something like that Pretty Sammy uh, Club spinoff that they did here recently, which kind of rebooted that. I can't remember how well it did, but it seemed like it flopped because it didn't, it wasn't in the news very long. It just kind of died. And um, you know, I would like to see the the OVA kind of rebooted and integrated with some elements from Tenchi Universe, like Keone. I mean, I'm I'm not fond of the the idea of Noike or however you pronounce that in English. You know, I'm not fond of her. I'm kind of like Kyoka, uh, one of the members on Tenchi Forum. That uh, you know, I much prefer Keone over her. And you know. Keep keep some of the elements from OVA and see it continued. 
uh, and finally close the book on that thing because it's been going on and on and on, and it's getting old, and they need to clean it up and just you know let it let it rest, die, finish, end, you know clean up this whole mess of the chosen and the uh, Tenchi and weird powers and dry and all the rest of the craziness and let you know maybe start something new, go do another series. You know, make a new 2011, 2012 Tenchi Muyo, and you know, give us another series to get interested in and bring new fans into with updated animation and you know, new songs and new adventures and things, and you know, that then us old fans can share with the new fans and you know, bring everything under one roof again. The, the problem is all the copyrights and all the different canon and all the different stuff that's got to be translated and. It's just a mess for anybody in the English fandom. Like I said, it's so much different for everybody over there in Japan. So, you know, we need to update it for the current generation, I think, and hopefully not destroy it in the process. You know, we don't need Tenchi Muyo the Naruto Chronicles or something. Not that I'm hating on Naruto people, or, you know, but still, it's kind of where I'm at in a disjointed sort of way. And that is a fantastic response. I've always been a firm proponent of bringing Tenchi into the new age. I think that uh, one of the problems that Tenchi has, little sidebar, is that it, it it's not done yet. Like, the original Tenchi is not quote-unquote done. Uh, we've seen a lot of series get uh, rebooted or, you know, continuations of stuff that hasn't seen anime, such as Berserk, Rurouni Kenshin's newest anime promos just came out, and those all appeal to newer fans. They all have as well as the older fans. I mean, they have, they're have they a really good gateway, and that's that's good for everybody. That's good for all fans, and that's what's most important. Um, unfortunately, Tenchi is kind of stuck in its revolving door with Masaki Kajishima, and unfortunately, all the people who worked on Tenchi Universe at AIC now work at another animation company who just uh, opened up recently, Hiroshi Nagishi, Teromaki, the producer, and it, it kind of feels wrong because we haven't really seen something... Uh, universally adorned by fans from Tenchi in a long time, and I think that's partly because it hasn't hasn't hit that hump, hasn't finished. But uh, back on the subject of universe, I would like to see something super definitive of the pro Tenchi Ryoko complex. Uh, we knew at the very end of Tenchi Universe, we look at the end of Universe, and there's a part where Tenchi and Aika are there, and Aika asks Tenchi to stay with her, and he says, "No, I can't." And he goes back to Earth. And who's waiting for him on Earth? Ryoko. There's, I mean, I'm not going to get into the debate on who's better because that's all relative to who you are and what fan you are. And that's important. But with Tenchi Forever, which, by the way, JG, they're not bad movies at all. Uh, lots of people like to make fun of Tenchi Forever. But Tenchi Muyo in Love 1 is bulletproof. It's a great, it's a great movie, and I would totally recommend it. As a Tenchi Ryoko shipper, Tenchi Forever sealed it up almost but it left an it does the classic tenchi ending style and that it leaves it just open enough that there could be something more and i would like to see something in universe whether that be i would like i think another movie would be better as far as writing would go that would really solidify that would really give a lot of people that uh when they come back into it like hey i heard there was a new tenchi movie what's the first thing that people always ask who did he pick, you know? And I think, at least, and since it's a spinoff, you could obviously have many different camps complain or not complain about it. But I think for fans such as myself, I think it would be nice 
to have that extra little piece of vindication. You know, I've been a fan this long. This is obviously a really big thing in the universe timeline. I would like to see Tenchi and Ryoko be officially recognized um, in a movie. And, and obviously build up to it, not just that entire movie being, you know, sad fan fiction. No, I'm not a fan of that. That's what I would like to see as a continuation. Do I think it'll happen anytime soon? Who knows? If Masaki Kazushima fell over dead, AIC would have to pick somebody else. <laughs> but uh, that is pretty much where we're going to end it today. I want to thank all of you guys for joining in here and putting up with me not being here last time for all you guys who were there. Do you guys have anything you want to add before we end it? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything for uh, you know listeners Dual out roll. there that might be like uh, you know JG not seeing the movies here, but uh, that's a whole nother. Uh, side topic, I guess, is, you know, um, Tenchi's mom. I won't go, you know, from the two series, won't go deep into that. But yeah, that's the first Tenchi movie is, uh, is great with uh, with uh, introducing Tenchi's mom, Ajik, uh, as another character. And that's, you know, she's just, uh, yet again, another example of um, that whole continuity's, um, you know, ability to uh, really draw you in very memorable characters. And uh, yeah. That's uh, I got, I guess. Yeah, and on, on that note, I'm aware of the Tenchi movie's kind of plot in a vague sense, but uh, ironically, I had the chance to actually pick up the VHS tape at a uh, Hollywood video uh, several years ago, but the place had just had its roof redone, and it smelled so much of asbestos I couldn't stay in the building, so I didn't end up picking it up. But um, I don't think they could have screwed up the OVA thing with uh, Tenchi's sister and uh, his mother anymore by cheapening it uh, by making her out to be a goofball Olev has uh, OVA 3 when OVA 1 and 2 you know Tenchi's got you know a definite hard spot in his heart or a soft spot as it were maybe you know about that being a pivotal point in his past as to being a pain and then OVA three comes around. It's like, oh no, your mom was a goofball. We just made it out to believe, like you know, all the rest of it. But whereas, you know, it sounds like they did a much better job in universe. And then you've, uh, you know, got more things to think about in that area. My friends, there is one person who is Tenchi's mother, and that is Achika Masaki. When Katsuhito Yosho said he's the serious type, just like his mother, Achika is his mother. There's absolutely. No doubt about it. That's why people love her so much. And there is one, my friends, one partner to Mihoshi Kurumitsu, and that is Kiyoni Makibi, our favorite galaxy police officer. Thank you guys again. Until next time, stay gold. (laughs) 